1: like silent claps what's up drew
2: nothing much bro just living
1: sweet
0: thanks for coming on man
2: yeah thanks for having me appreciate
0: it uh we usually just go keep it super easy just you have you explain yourself and then we go from there and we'll give you the spotlight just to say who you are and what you've been doing and your history your story you don't have to go in crazy detail we're gonna get into it take
1: an hour if you want (laughs) yeah (laughs)
2: Okay, yeah, whenever you guys are ready, I'm I'm pretty much set. Take it off. Uh, just thank you guys for having me on, and uh, my name's Andrew Banky. Um, my ceremonial name, I was named in ceremony, is Blue Thunder Man. I was named at my first Sundance. I'm a Sundancer. I'm a carrier of the Sacred Pipe. I'm a Ayahuasquero, a Huachumero. I work with a Sacred cactus, uh, San Pedro behind me. Beautiful. um along with uh, a lot of other spirits but um I also work with star people um what uh native americans refer to as star people mm-hmm. other people refer to them as aliens or ets or other beings from other dimensions whatever you want to call it but that's really my altar that uh me and my wife work with now is a star altar um crystal technology and that's complemented by other sacred plants and sometimes with no plants at all just with song or different prayers. But uh, I've had the unique opportunity to be involved with a lot of different ceremonies, uh, a lot of ayahuasca ceremonies, peyote ceremonies, San Pedro. And some of the non-medicine or non-plant uh, medicine ceremonies would be the Sundance, uh, the Sweat Lodge, and also the Uwippi, the Uwipi ceremony really um, really opened my mind up. Um, experiencing that firsthand. So um, that being said, I'm an author. I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, I got a dog, two horses, and, you know. You got a badass a skull, bad. too,
0: behind you, right behind you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I got that uh, my second year at Sundance. Wow. That's... I, figured he, I figured he'll want to be involved in this podcast, so.
1: <laughs> we're, we're welcoming him as well. I noticed it as well. I was just like, that's setting a tone <laughs> yeah. that's like very fitting. <laughs> what is that what is it
2: it has a buffalo skull wow it's painted so these, over uh, these these coming off of it um i got gifted this my second year sun dancing i pulled buffalo skulls so wow. the Sundance, if people are not familiar it's a four-day ceremony where the dancers will fast from food and water the whole four days um all 24 hours, so the entire entire four days they're fast, and they're dance sun up to sundown. So, and part of that ceremony is involved a piercing. So, mm. usually the sundancer will pray in in the lodge and sweat lodge, or p- pray with his pipe about how he should dance. And so, my first year I danced and I pierced to my chest. So I had two piercings, uh, two wood pegs in my chest, hooked to a rope, and that was attached to a sundance tree about 20 foot up in the air, and I uh, would dance until you pull away and break away from that rope, and you, you mm-hmm. break away from it yourself, and that's signifying breaking away from the the confines in the physical world and being kind of free and in flow in the spiritual world. So, um,
1: does the rope break medicine, or does the skin well, break?
2: For for medicine people, is something messing up?
1: Oh, I think uh, we're just making sure that it was. Uh... Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. The, the, oh, cool. So, this, is so is it breaks? your skin breaks? What's that? The the skin breaks off, or the rope breaks off, or the.
2: Yeah. No, the skin. Oh. Uh,
1: okay. So,
2: but geez. by the time the dehydration and the prayer really helps, I mean, you are really, you know, I've I've had a lot of experiences. I've, I've entered the same space. I've entered in, um, plant medicine ceremonies in the Sundance. Mm-hmm. So that, that, um, it's very powerful. I, I I don't know how to explain it. I talk about it a lot in the book. Um, the book that I just, um, here, um, I'm perfect and so are you, but nice. the, the Sundance and all these other ceremonies, they culminated and let, and led me to a point of Christ consciousness or oneness mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, I, I don't know. There's It goes by several different things, and there's really no name for it. There's really no mm. way to verbalize what I experienced uh, at that point. But these ceremonies, I, I talk about pretty extensively in the book and, and the, the understanding that they gave me of the spirit world and basically of uh, our existence mm. and everything, in everything, in the creation of everything. So.
1: I feel like just letting you talk and unpack yeah. all of that like you talked about like uh crystals and uh light entities and uh yeah the', the, uh, the yeah. you're at, you're at uh, <clears throat> what did you like the wachuma the like you you said ayahuascaro and sorry
2: San pedro cactus so we can uh, go into that a little bit. I do want to finish up about the Sun the skulls. Yeah, yeah so
1: please, I, please.
2: I, I want to give this the honor that it, mm. it deserves. I feel like we could talk um,
1: about it for the the whole podcast. <laughs>
2: probably, yeah. So my uh, one of my Sundance chiefs, there's uh, one of the elders there that was dancing. He danced with this for four four years. He he danced with this on his back. So he would dance for four days. And he would pierce on his back, and and these would be attached on the on his back and he would eventually call people out and they would, they would pull them off of him. And that was his sacrifice. So, uh, my second year Sundance and I got, um, in meditation, I got a call to pull Buffalo skulls. So I pierced on the back. I had two piercings and I pulled four Buffalo skulls around in a circle like this, but they weren't painted. And, um, I was gifted this skull for, um, at that dance. So, um, I carry this skull for 20 years and then I pass it on to somebody else.
0: Wow. So, wow. That's, how many years have you had it then? So that's, that's a couple of years now or?
2: Uh, yeah, I've had it two years now. So I got 18 years left on my commitment to carry this skull. So it's, uh, yeah, it's very special to me. So it's a very, it's a very powerful moment in my life. So.
0: I, I just, I'm still so curious about the sun dancing. So. The ceremony is a four-day ceremony, right?
2: Yeah, it's one of the oldest Native American ceremonies. It's okay. a it's a way. Um, there's a, several different meanings behind it. Um, it's a way for the masculine energy of males to um, give their blood offering to Mother Earth. Um, the feminine energy and the females they do it once a month, so that they're they're inherently more connected intuitively. Um, in that fact because they uh, unknowingly they're giving a blood offering every month and there's a miracle happening within them some say some of the teachings say the Sundance is to mimic that and to help create balance in the masculine side of the hemisphere to bring that that humbleness uh, to the masculine to where he will it's a small piece of flesh and a couple drops of blood and, um, and four days of pain so, and but, you know, the Sundance will teach you so many things. There's there's a point where you can pray for um, pray for compassion from the spirit world, and eventually, you know, it'll happen. Hmm. And you can transcend out of your body, but still have the experience that the body is going through. And it's uh, I don't know. It's I could go on about yeah. it for days. The, sunda- the Sundance mm-hmm. is a whole episode in its own.
1: But I, l- so- I love how you described it, though. Uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but, like, I, I was just thinking about it. Like, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to interrupt before. Like, uh, all these, like, Western words are pop- popping into my head, like you're in a trance or something. And you're, and, and I realized I was kind of undermining the, the actual pain that you're going through and the, the purpose of that kind of suffering. Now I understand it, it like, uh, vis-a-vis the feminine energy. But... Uh I love that you pointed it out that you you transcend that experience while still having it. That's important like you're not um booting it's it out. <laughs> but it, I I love that you I love that you brought that up because it's not like something makes it easier because you take the time and you like you said there's like prayer and and this kind of and the like all these things in within the ceremony and the pain itself I'm sure helps you transcend like you said but then you're face to face with it in a in a different way, in a maybe an objective way, in a clearer way. You're still very much feeling the hooks inside your skin or whatnot.
2: Yeah, there's there's definitely a alchemy technology that's involved in the Sundance, and I was given this. Um, actually, pulling pulling the skulls. My second year, I was given this. I was pulling the skulls, and I was. I transcended into this place where I was still pulling my body was still pulling the skulls, but I was not feeling pain at all, and I was outside my body basically watching my body do this. <clears throat> and I was surrounded by a bunch of my guides and they were old native guides, big headdresses, and I asked them, I said, What is the technology of the sundance? What what is it? What is the basis behind it? And they showed me the drum and the The Sundance, another part, a big part of the Sundance is a a big drum, and there's, you know, 10, 15, sometimes 20 people, and sometimes bigger Sundances, they have multiple drums, and they're all beaten to the same beat, and they're all beaten to the same song. So, and they're ancient uh, prayer songs, depending on whatever tribe that you're dancing with. So these, the spirits told me the main Uh, alchemy technology of the Sundance is the heartbeat Um, there's scientific scientific proof if you if I tap just tap on the computer tap on the side of the table and we don't have to be in the same room we could be in this meeting and um, within five minutes three to five minutes our heartbeats will go in the same sink of that beat
3: Mm -hmm.
2: so if you can imagine a hundred people and 30, 40 people out there doing a sacrifice that they're praying with their full intention of prayer for four days and their heartbeats all beating at the same beat. That's alchemy technology. So it, it's the Sundance is a technology, and I got really introduced to that technology um, in the Sundance itself and from a perspective of um, definitely outside my body in a, in a higher realm.
0: When you're doing this dance, so is it – so, it's four days you're dancing the whole four days, or there's there's obviously rest periods?
2: Yeah, you rest at, so you dance sun up to sundown, so that's why it's okay. called a sun dance. Okay. You, uh, you you dance literally, you get up before the sunrise, you get yeah. into a sweat lodge, you do uh, one round, seven rocks. Ra- you know, I don't know if uh, you're familiar with sweat lodges. Swe- sweat lodges are usually su- uh, four rounds, seven, seven glowing hot rocks come into a small tent. Okay. You know, um, usually four rounds of that. so twenty eight stones all together. But usually you do a, a what they call a rinse off, you do like a seven, just a seven rock, one round sweat just to uh, kind of wake you up and then the sun dancers will go out there and dance. And at some point, um, at the dancers, you know, it's all free will. That's a uh, one of the cosmic laws is free will. So mm. these all these ceremonies abide by all those cosmic laws. So you can, there's some Sundancers, they don't pierce, but most Sundancers pierce and, and really give that full, um, sacrifice. So keep- my third, my third year, um, which is last year was 2019. I was, I did a Eagle dance what they where I pierce on the very first day and I stay hooked up to the tree the whole time where I would dance under the tree, um, and sleep under the tree, uh, still attached, with the rope and then I'd break on the last day. So I danced hooked to the tree the whole four days. And that's a a form of the Eagle dance. The second, second day of that dance, um, while in the sweat, I passed out and hit what they call like a brick wall and went to the spirit world. And I was out of my body and had to quit the, had to quit the dance short and, and break my fast and for health reasons. But, um, I was still. I was uh, pierced with two elk bones. I had two oak bone pegs in my chest, and they had. To, they ended up pulling those out. When they pulled those out, I went into shock and mm. had a near death experience. I was gone for seven seven minutes with a very low to no pulse, like a undetectable pulse for yeah. a good portion of that. And yeah, I was, lost my fear of death at that point because I didn't die. Uh, My body died, but I came back and I was able to tell everybody around me word for word, um, verbatim, every single thing that happened um, outside my body, what people were saying the whole time I was gone. And yeah, I lost my fear of death in that moment.
1: That's so uh, uh, enlightening. (laughs) Like you literally, like you kind of died and then you were like, oh, there's definitely something afterwards. So you're just like, you kind of shed the... You shed the fear of the mortal coil because you shed the mor- mortal coil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it just was kind of really went like
2: you know all the ceremonies that I've been through. Like that fear of death still goes in is in the back of your head. You know, it's always sure. it's always it's like our uh, it's like our shackle that we have to carry around in this 3D world. And like when we can cut that shackle, then we can start moving into another another vibration. Because mm. because yeah. that's not holding us back into this, th- not holding us down in this 3D moment. And um, you know some people can, they get a little slack on that shackle and go into a plant medicine ceremony or whatever, but they come back and they get shown all these truths, and then they come back and slowly that starts to fade away, and they start going back into this box that we're held in. Hmm. And um, yeah, in that moment I broke out. You know, I I burnt down my box and that I was I was held in all that time, and that can never I can never go back into it after that because the biggest thing I speak about it in the book when the near death, the biggest thing that messed with me was I was confused at first of why I was like, why I couldn't move. And then I thought, why am I faking this? I just, just set up like these people are getting upset. And when I set up, I actually set out of my body, like, and my, my soul set out of my body. And like, it's, there's movies about it. Like people talk about all the time, setting out their body, but to experience, to really experience it, it's, uh, it's in that moment. It's a paradigm shift of like, you're finally like figuring out of your existence in this universe at that, in that moment, you know, without a question. And yeah, that's the best way I could describe that moment.
0: Is it, so i've I've read a lot about near death experiences and all that kind of stuff uh Is it more of a visual or like a sensory feeling that you're going through in that process, or like obviously the concept of time is out of the question there
2: for for me for me, it was more sensory hmm. because I started hearing the voices getting further away, and I knew that I was getting further away from my body
3: okay
2: and in that moment i I was given a choice kinda i was I could have left in that moment and went ahead and started another reincarnation somewhere or whatever, or started the next phase of this particle of source's experience. But um, I started thinking about things I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I wanted to see my kids mm. um, grow up. You know, I wanted, I wanted to spend more time with my wife. I wanted, there's more things I wanted to do. So in that, that love and those memories, I actually, those are the only visuals I had in a near death experience of my child, my uh, first child being born, um, being married to my wife. Those are memories that pull me back into my body, and yeah, that's pretty raw of what happened. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's
0: that's um, that's a big pull back, <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah, so. Moving forward, you know, with uh, this understanding, you know, opens more doors and more information comes and eventually this, this message came that I was given, that I was supposed to share of our real existence of, there's two things that we, I'm sorry if I'm kind of shaky about all this, but... Um... No, it's all- so there's two things that' we've been taught not to say our whole lives, and it's actually like uh, it's it's anti-alchemy. It's like it's it's meant to put us in a box. Nothing's ever perfect. Okay, we can all agree on that as a collective, and that's nothing's perfect ever. you know, it's just is what it is. The actuality of it is it's all perfect all the time. And our perception of the moment mm. is the only thing that dictates it.
3: Mm.
2: You know, if you look at if you look at Buddhist monk and they walk around smiling all the time, how can they be smiling? Like the world is in such chaos. Mm. From their perspective, everything is moving forward in the flow of the universe and source has put it forth and how it's supposed to occur in Buddha or whatever label you want to put on the one consciousness that's actually out there. And there's only a there's only one consciousness that's actually in existence. We're all sharing it. We're all going through an experience of separateness to expand that one consciousness. Mm. And that's really what we're here doing, you know, and um, you know, the I am, I am, that's if, if you can say that and understand it, that's, that's like a, a key code that's, that was set forth in our DNA a long time ago. And we're taught never, it's blasphemy to, to refer to yourself as God. But the truth is we're all speak I'm speaking sources speaking right now through me. And when you speak, source is speaking through you. And when you burp, sources burping, burping through, through you. It. And every single thing that we manifest mm-hmm. with, with with whatever power, or energy that we have, it's all source. You know it's all conscious.
0: I have I know these concepts you're talking about I really felt during a five MEO experience and it gets confirmed by everyone who I've seen go into that experience, comes back with this general feeling, no matter how far they go into the experience, depending on where they're at in the practice, they're all coming back with this sense of just deep connectivity amongst each other and amongst everything. Like, someone did it with me, and they were they're like, this rock, a rock we're connected to, everything's connected, it's all part of the same source. And then that's like such a common term thrown out after using 5 mio is everyone refers to source, source this, and the connection of this. And it's like... That's what we feel when we take these kind of experiences. That it's like behind the veil is just we're out of the, the these boxes we're in and we're just back to that source. And that's what basically what you're talking about. I'm resonating completely with it.
2: For sure. There's so this brings us to religions. Like what do we do with religions now? What do we do with spirituality? We honor it. We honor it because we all we all have a different language and if we can just change the the um, the webster's dictionary definition of language and just replace it with religion just swap those around um, that's what it is a religion is a language it's a, it's a, it's a language of one message and this the book the 111 page book that i wrote i'm perfect and so are you is that message It's the it's a it's a medicine in itself people that have read it have things start to open up for them they start to dream more they start to you know paradigm shifts happen and hmm. that's what it's all about you know that the book is you know I didn't do it to get rich I didn't do it I did it because I was told to do it and things manifested in front of me that made it possible and it's here and I'm really excited about it and yeah really excited about what the future holds and you know this turmoil that we're in is can be you know if you have ever been through a plant medicine ceremony, which I'm sure a lot of this, a lot of listeners probably mm-hmm. have, you know that purge is part of the process. And if we look, if we take ourselves and separate ourselves from our human body and go out into space and look at the earth and look at the collective what's going through, what is it going through? It's going through a purge. So the power hour, you know. The time when everyone breaks out the guitars and everything and and stops putting rattles in your faces and trying to make you purge and the celebration part of the ceremony is coming, Hmm. and we just have to release and surrender as a collective. We have to release to the understanding that we're we're all spirit. There's there's really no such thing as a star being or anything like that. I mean, this is this is people that these are things that people tell themselves to help themselves get through a moment yeah past life regression if there's no time space if everything's happening right now and it's all one consciousness how is past life regression is a falsehood they're they're stepping up to the line and not stepping over it of calling it what it is we're we're visiting other dimensional spaces that our consciousness our one consciousness has experienced why how so many people have memories of being on the cross because that was a moment in that was a moment that happened by an individual that had consciousness that was connected to the mainframe. Mm-hmm. When you connect into that mainframe, then you can start astral traveling and
1: all that stuff. Yeah, I've always felt like uh, a past life regression is like I don't know how to like for lack of a better term, it's like it's not thinking big enough. You know, like it's almost like a like a genetic memory, and like there might be some something, some memories, some past lives, quote unquote, that are closer to your experience now, to the things you need to process now. But in a, in a, in the deepest and simplest truth, uh, I think a lot of us just feel like we have access to all of human experience, which is crazy to say, but at the same time, I, I, I've, I've seen what I've seen. I felt what I felt and you're nodding, he's nodding. Like a lot of this is hard to put into words, but like (laughs) you can, you can tap... It. Christ consciousness is, is, a, is even a great example, but I can tap into your experience. You're telling me about the Sundance and you're telling me about being a parent and you're, you know, you're telling me about writing a book and he's telling me about uh, what he did this morning or something. And it's, it's not a backflip, you know? It's not hard to just have this kind of empathy and understanding and alchemy so that I can kind of learn through shared experience. And obviously, you can tap into that well more deeply and more like you're saying in this kind of like astral sense where memory and physicality are very squirrely and very different and obviously still very much into an in effect, but, uh, you know, maybe I can really tap into what it feels like to be crucified or what it feels like to be crucifying someone or what it feels like to, to, you're for what you asked for, <laughs> uh, uh they're examples. They're just examples. <laughs> Whoever, whatever is listening, I'm I'm just spitballing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to. I mean, it's funny though, but I I'm reading uh, I am the Word by Paul Selig, and I was actually thinking about it because he talks about Christ consciousness a lot, and it is definitely more of like a placeholder for a big concept, and it's not so much about Christianity. And I bring it up because I. I don't know how to put it, but like the the book of the law of one, the raw material, your book as well. I I just started it. I I wish I had read it fully before talking to you, but uh, there's a similar vibe. And they would all say what you said is that you kind of had to write this. This was just part of the process. You were kind of told to write it. Hmm. So I just wanted to throw that out there that I, I, I feel there's some kind of feeling that that is perpetuated in all these kinds of literatures. So I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just backing you up a little bit on that claim. Like it really does feel like something passed through you that just needs to be said. And as you read it, again, I'm just nodding. I'm just like, oh, yeah. All <laughs> of the, I might not know this in a kind of mental sense, but I've, I, there's this feeling of agreement. It's home. It, yeah. it's,
2: it, it's home. And it's, there's, the home is in, inside of yes. all of us. And when you start hearing things like the law of one and all these different things like my book that they all speak the same exact thing and I know that I was like there's a lot of this is channel text that's in my book and it comes some of it comes from Osiris some of it comes from Source and and, um, even when I was channeling you know I'm always I always ask question what's the next step you know like and when I was channeling uh, Source one time it's like, uh, I said, what is the next step? I was like, is this the end of the road, like channeling source? And they're like, no, you just got to lose the channeling part. And just now that you're speaking, you know, you're <laughs> speaking at source and all these, all these different names that are all these different names that people put out, like, um, these different energies or whatever that they, they claim that it is, it makes it easier for them to deal with, you know, because, it hasn't been easy that, to understand that I'm speaking as source, source. Like, and um, we all have to come to that point. And then, you know, once we hit critical mass, the whole the whole collective, the whole human collective moves as one.
3: Hmm.
2: But we, we all have to be able to do that. We all have to be able to comfortable, comfortable saying that. And one, one of the biggest things that they told me at the end of this message, they just told me a, a book... Well, myself, us, whatever, however you want to say it, told me the, the title of the book and told me, um, do not become a deity. You know, you're writing this book and if you become a deity, it, it cancels out the whole thing, like, because the whole thing is moving past, looking outside yourself for help. You know, we all, each and every one of us have an unbounding, amazing ability to heal, and the very person we're all healers the very first person that we're we're supposed to heal is ourselves we're supposed to fall we're supposed to fall in love with ourselves and then fall in love with creation
3: hmm.
2: the way i did i fall in love with creation the last i was like whoa, what has hold me back and i taught i went into meditation one time and said you yeah, haven't honored all of creation and i wasn't and i was sundance and all these other things i do and me and my wife did a search and rescue after Hurricane Harvey at, uh, down in uh, Texas, and we were at Standing Rock for two months, and all kinds of different things. Like just r- really putting my life and my my manifest my physical manifestation into this work. I'm like what am I missing? I was missing myself. Mm-hmm. So oh, once I fell in love with myself and my own being, and you know forgave myself for all my mistakes that I that I made or mistakes that I might make and just realize that everything was just part of a flow of a of a raging river and a calm river at times and but it's all just the same river and we're all on it
3: mm-hmm. and we're
2: all dealing with the same exact rapids at different times or waterfalls at different times or or hot springs during through that river at times we're all dealing with the same the same exact river we all have to understand that you know we all some of us are not in a ditch we're all on the same exact river, We're all on the same exact path. None of us are victims. All of our experiences are to make us stronger, to experience from. Hmm.
1: That's 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 that's. I think that's the truest and like hardest thing to swallow for a lot of people because it it that it really only rings true if you allow a kind of comfort with death. You know, because a lot of people have a hard crazy path that ends a lot earlier and a lot of us were raised to just kind of covet time you know and 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 like that that's that's like a kind of freedom you know is this this like how many hours how many minutes or seconds do you have left on this plane so that kind of grounds you but like sideways you know like you're 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 forgetting that every moment is the moment you know and it's 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 you're 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 kind of extending yourself uh psychically to, to to just try to preserve your physical existence as long as possible and as it were we're all polishing the brass on the Titanic.
2: How would how would people react if they if they knew that every minute, every hour, they didn't have to count anymore because it was just gonna continue on until forever? How how would how would they how would their life operate more? How would they view time? How would they use we can still use and honor the physical. My point behind this all is we can still honor the physical existence, Mm -hmm. but we can honor it from a different viewpoint. And then we can start using it for our advantage. And we, we don't get tapped into this until you've cleared yourselves to know for the other side, for the spirit side to know that when you step into this manifestation power and, and psychic abilities and, telepathy and all these other things that come online with all these different people what what are they going to do with it so that you have to be they they already know like the spirits already know like this is one thing I learned in the Uwipi ceremony um, the UIPI ceremony is a, is a ceremony is held at night and it's 26 songs there's no medicine but it basically opens up a portal and it allows spirits to physically manifest and um yeah, I've seen some crazy things in these ceremonies, but um, at one of the points in the ceremony, um, I was thinking something and um, something in the room reacted to one of my thoughts. So at that moment, I understood that there was no, like my mind and my brain and my skull and my skin and my hair were no barrier hmm. to, the, to the physical, you know, it was, it was all part of one in that moment. So, people have to understand that there there is no secrets like there is no you have to you have to become pure with yourself and then and then you can start then you can start really moving forward and start experiencing the magic that is at each literally in each and every one of our hands hmm. you know and it's all there there's there's energy like reiki healers there's energy uh, coming out of the palms of um the middle of the palms of the hands, Reiki healers can see this. People with pendulums, you know, that moves pendulums back and forth. The pendulum is very powerful to uh, build your confidence with the spirits, you know, like with the energy, you can see energy, and you can actually um, use the pendulum to pray over things, and and you can see where how your energy can transmute things. You know, um, I've done a lot of like my in-person um, lectures and everything, usually our end-to-end uh, people come around and ask questions and I'll, I'll pull out a pendulum and I'll show them how you can take a lighter and you can just, just pray over a lighter and just appreciate it for lighting a fire or lighting, a, lighting um, you know sacred Santa Maria or sa- sacred tobacco or a sage or anything and the pendulum will start moving over top of that, that lighter. The minute you say, fuck that lighter, or something like that the pendulum will stop and the negative and positive and it'll it, the, the pendulum can really illustrate and give people confidence of what's really going on and that's something i would push to the listeners get a pendulum if you have, don't have one and start playing with it like start asking questions if you haven't already and st- see how far you can far to go you know and mm-hmm. then you can start trying to move doors and things like that and turn light switches and these are all things that I've seen, and I know they're possible by not only myself, other people that are uh, in my circle out, especially out here in Colorado. So this These is are driving crazy. There's one bad thing about having horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It It's funny because it,
1: it comes up to the camera sometimes. So we actually What's see that? it like we actually see it passing in front of the camera sometimes. And we even like it gets close to the camera. And we just hear like a little. Zzt, zzt. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it must yeah, be I driving you like, a little nuts. I feel
2: like was it. Biden or Trump? I don't. I don't follow politics yeah. very much. I know one of them had a, a fly on their head. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, Who I think that? it was. Uh, I think it was Trump.
1: Yeah. No, I think it was oh. like Mike Pence or something. It was like. A, I was like. A oh defender. yeah, it was Pence. It was Pence. It was Pence. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really follow either. I think we're. I'm
2: getting that feeling all every time, like yeah. This fly comes <laughs> yeah.
1: You're being tested, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, I mean, you're bringing up something. I'm glad you brought it up and like kind of fearlessly because a lot of people, this is where this is like a big door for a lot of people or like a threshold. You know, there's this kind of, um, you know, a flat out uh, magic or or psychic ability or something that a lot of people really do like their barrier. They need to see it. I've seen some crazy shit I cannot understand or explain. And I strongly identify with that part of my brain that can put things in boxes I have a I have a lovely web of intricate labels and and I love categorizing things it helps me remember it helps me feel smart in a room when I'm talking to people and I can understand and blah 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 understand air quotes but I yeah. mean there you know you see you see somebody being transparent f- literally physically you can see through them or you see lights in the sky that mm. act like nothing you've ever seen before or you just talk to or feel or see presences or source itself. Like, again, these are things where you're nodding and you're knowing, you know, and and it's hard to translate and people kind of need to have their own personal experiences. And it is like a lost technology for lack of a better word. And actually that is the perfect word because I always think about uh, cement. I I don't understand the, the history exactly, but for a while we lost the recipe for cement. So people would see these beautiful like archways and bridges and they would think that they carved them out of stone somehow. They didn't understand what was going on. And they kind of, again, we're putting them into their own boxes. But, like, you're saying you sing certain songs at a certain time of day and you open a freaking portal, you know? And, like, there's people who talk about, uh, like, a monks in a temple somewhere in Tibet who, who, who chant until they can, like, lift a rock or something. And it's like a massive rock. It starts turning in place or something. And, you know, yeah. like, there's, there's things within the physical boundaries of our reality if there are even boundaries. I don't know how this stuff works, but there's some crazy stuff. I don't even want to use no that ba- word. But we're... we're No boundaries. Ba- no ba- exactly. There's no there's boundaries. this... There's no ping, like you were saying. There's this kind of thought equals matter going on. There's just a density, I guess, because we're all collectively agreeing to a lot of things. And I, I, like you were saying, when we understand that that's how it works, then we're going to live in a very different world. And I yeah, I, mean, I hope I live to see it. <laughs>
2: It, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that come in um, come into play when you start uh, understanding alchemy and start understanding, you know, Dr. Emoto's teachings and uh, his findings about water, you know how water reacts to positive and negative vibrations. What what is our body made of? 80% water. So that that glass that's almost full, sitting in a room that Dr. Emoto put uh, and played Beethoven for for 30 days and he played a hate speech of hitler or whatever it was in another room with another mm. glass of water and that glass of water was all the molecules and it was stagnant and uh, nasty water the water that was in the room with beethoven or classical music or whatever it was is crystal clear mm. so that how's our body react to that then how's how's our body react to positive and negative vibrations positive and negative music all of it mm. how does how does one control the collective through maybe a pledge of allegiance that over and over while we're gl- growing up I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America blah 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 all of all of us growing up in the 80s 90s and, and probably even today uh, I don't know if they still say it in school but they can they can recite we can recite it word for word
3: mm.
2: what that do to us what that what that do to our container what that do to our minds what that do to our consciousness mm. It, one, it led me to Iraq. Like it, 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 it led me into um, being. A, I was a law enforcement officer for three years, two thousand one to two thousand and four. I was a, I was sheriff's deputy, and then I went active duty. and went to Iraq. That, that pledge of allegiance was part of it. The, the GI Joe, the GI Joes cartoons when I was growing up. The, the red, white, and blue. All that rah rah rah. All that stuff. That all was brainwashing. Like mm-hmm. we we mm-hmm. all have to come. We all have to come to this realization and just call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I I made a you know I've seen some things about what's about to happen. Trump will I I truly believe I would really be surprised if Trump is is not the last president of the current governmental structure as we know it. Oh. I believe that we're about to see a whole different governmental structure, and it's going to come from a paradigm shift of. Of, for the collective which is going to be in the form of a massive uh contact event from et because this uh segues into um
0: i've been hearing that a lot too from from so
2: so the, the first part is the, the truth the first part i talked about is the truth now we can get the fun stuff about the story i love it like <laughs> if, if you go if you go too far this thing can goes it go, never ends it opens up into dimension after dimension and so many different storylines that it would just it twisted my mind when I started going through it. So mm. I just picked out a few things that I like that I liked about it. And
0: we need some mushrooms now. I
2: talk about them, <laughs> but um, so I had talked about this in the book. I had a face to face encounter with ET and by Chaco Canyon in 2018. Um, I was awake, um, sober. And just walked outside for some tobacco in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep, woke up, was ringing in my ears, blah blah blah, all this stuff, so I walked outside, had some tobacco, and ended up bumping into myself, come to find out later on it was myself, another particle myself that was coming back and checking on me but um that <laughs> it's pretty weird like the the being that I met had um exists in another dimension and it's part of the recipe that makes up drew now so um we all have we all have a recipe of different consciousnesses that we we basically choose as our higher self before we incarnate that we um will make up nathan's existence drew's existence and every you know everybody's existence so we all get to choose whatever all these different experiences and consciousness and sometimes it's just an experience, a point on um, like I've I had experience of being a, on and crucified I of having a few moments being crucified and no, I'm jumping around a little bit, but um, when I had the experience of Christ on the cross, the, the reason I had that was to understand. For one, I had an experience of being on the cross, and then I had another experience of being one of the people on the ground, one of the Romans that was crucifying Jesus. And then I come to the realization of why they put the, the nails in the hands and the feet. They were trying to contain the spiritual energy inside the container of Jesus Christ. And that, that's the reason, and that's the crown on top of the head. They, they were scared of his abilities, and that's what they've, those are the reasons behind that. So... I've had I've had memories of being on the cross, and there's been thousands of other people, and there will be it keep going on. People mm-hmm. will, will have memories of being on the cross again. So that does what taught me about lifetimes, the experience in Chaco Canyon with um, ET. Um, I learned very quickly that the reason that we're, we haven't had full contact of um, ships coming down and them appearing um, in their alien form is because of the vibration. Like, the vibration that I felt when I was in the presence of this being was unimaginable. Like, after a few seconds, I felt like my... I really felt like my skin, my cells in my body were separating and Hmm. separating away from my body. Like, the vibration was so strong. It was... uh, kind of similar to 5MEO. I've done a Yopo as kind of similar to that buildup of vibration where eventually you just have to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into a state of fear and like, um, I talk about more in the book in detail, but I got this download locked eyes with me. Um, it was like a, a sh- my height, but it was a shadow is du- just a, a black being. But when it opens its eyes, it was just a bunch of stars. Like, thousands and thousands of stars and galaxies inside its eyes and that caught me and i got in it gave me this huge download in a matter of seconds shortly thereafter you know a few seconds after that i felt like my body separating that um snapped me out of it i ran inside and i uh, shut the door and about a two about a week or two later i had a dream where i went through the same experience but i was from the other viewpoint i was at et i came and i i walked up in the yard, and I saw myself come out, I, I saw myself light some tobacco, and and I walked up to the physical picture that you see of Drew in front of you, and having that experience from their viewpoint really opened me up to multidimensionality, and how we're all operating on multidimensional fields, and mm-hmm. it's ever-opening and ever-expanding, and I got to see how the universe started, and I talk about it in the book, and my own my own version of the creation story that I was given to, not from the creation story that from, uh, when the Hopis first started or whatever, this is the creation story from the first manifestation of existence.
0: Damn. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like I, I, it's, it's in the book and I, and I can't wait to read it, but if, if you want to give me a little teaser or something, I, I, I'm so curious now. I'm sure it's hard to explain, but, uh,
2: well, crystals are a big part of it. Um, we have crystals our eyes have crystal dust inside of it so and our brains have crystals in it um, Our brains are scientifically proven like there's there's small it's what it's what the electricity or the spirit energy uses to power the manifestation of our of our being really it's like a if you look at our physical bodies as more of a a vehicle and like someone, and you're driving it. You know, then it then it becomes a little. It becomes easier to make sense of what we're doing here. But uh, so our chakra systems definitely involve small particles of crystals in our in our chakra systems. Our lungs have chakras. Anything that interacts with DMT really mm-hmm. has has crystals in it. That's why um, people use crystals to magnify their energy and. Um, a Large crystal outside, like this, is this is probably like enough to have a thousand humans of particle pieces of the crystal. So, these when energy comes through us from source that travels up and down our chakra system, hits our meridian lines, and goes out our meridian lines to our meridian points in our hands and our feet. So, this is the same. Same pattern and same design goes through all the creation, like we're, we're all designed pretty much the same, and it's all uh, at the basis of it. It's a Fibonacci sequence, it's a swirl. Mm-hmm. And this is what gets shown from a uh, pendulum it uh, it shows the manifestation energy that's coming from source, it comes in a form of a swirl of energy. And everything you see manifest um, has its own idea of how it's going to use that swirl to manifest each thing. If you take it to a larger scale and go out into space and see the rotation of the Earth, it's, it's directly linked to the Fibonacci sequence of creation. If we were out in space and we would start turning around in a circle because the only thing that's stopping us from turning around in a circle now is gravity and it's it's holding friction down on the ground out in space. The Earth is spinning, so it's it's constantly being manifested. The Earth is constantly growing, along with all the planets and all the all creation is constantly expanding. Mm-hmm. So, the creation stories I saw it, was um, the first thing to manifest in the physical form was the sun, which is the physical manifestation of the sun. The energy that comes from the sun helps us manifest everything that we everything here on earth helps the plants grow it helps the animals that eat the plants grow helps we it gives us it gives us essential vitamins and minerals um, from the sun there's certain people like uh, breathitarians Uh, you can do some research on them on your own but breathitarians have reached a certain point of consciousness that they can meditate and receive the energy without any middlemen in between them which is in the form of food and whatever else, these are all middlemen of energy that's coming from the sun. If you can tap into that direct direct line of energy um, and you can cut out all the washed-down version of it when you're eating an apple or a pear or anything, hmm. you know, this is the natural progression of humanity. Like, this is why we're stopping to eat meat. This is why we're more and more smoothie kings and more and more people are slowly starting to release that um that shackle that you have to eat, you know, every couple hours or once a day or whatever and uh, use the restroom. Just think about how much your time is took up with this habit of eating that come to find out we really don't even need. Mm. We just kind of got lazy and we're in the habit of doing it.
0: It's funny because right now in the fitness industry, fasting is such a powerful tool that people are using. It's more recent that like people are training now with recently thought was just you got to eat an hour before training or whatever, two hours after. Now people are having incredible benefits from prolonged fasting, 24, 48 hours of fasting when they train. So it's it's interesting that you're saying that because it's paralleling in the health mm. industry right now.
1: And it's cool too because your body adapts. It seems impossible at first. It might even be dangerous if you have like diabetes or something. I don't know. And so talking about someone who progresses that until they don't need certain foods or maybe just water at some point, like... There's this kind of physical and again a belief and energetic and mental acclamation, and you, we we really we've really tricked ourselves into needing more. But that need is real. So it's there's this barrier of belief, and there's also like kind of a healthy way to transition, and and for sure. eventually I'm, you I'm need not nothing for or just to I'm... Stop eating. <laughs> yeah yeah. It's like a process, right? It's just like a yeah. around. I'm not advocating just stop eating. <laughs> I am advocating for a
2: healthy. Um, sometimes supervised fast. And if you can incorporate the fast with uh, a deep uh, spiritual practice, again, spiritual practice, all really a spiritual practice is, is a buildup of alchemy over years and thousands. It's just a buildup of alchemy, really. That's all the prayer is. That's all, you know, I talk about it. I give the uh, um, example. What What if a dandelion was given the same reverence of ayahuasca. Would a dandelion have the same effects of ayahuasca? Like you yes, got this I don't know I don't know the answer to that question, but it, it definitely opens up it definitely opens up a lot of questions. Like, you know, these
0: does dandelion. ayahuasca
2: gives <laughs> us power. Each and every ceremony, each and every time each and every time I mention ayahuasca or anybody mentions ayahuasca or gives mm-hmm. us reverence. It's the same thing as you know, we're not confined to this space. So my prayer is hitting the Amazon. It's hitting every single plant and ayahuasca vine that's that's on the planet. Hmm. And it's reaching it's reaching the spirit of ayahuasca that's all around us. And it's just a buildup of time over that. That's you know, these these ceremonies at one time the ayahuasca ceremony wasn't as strong as it is, because there was only two or three people that ever heard about it.
1: Makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a build-up. Yeah, it's like this. there's this resonant effect, and we're not really paying attention to it or controlling it consciously. So something like ayahuasca gains this kind of exponential momentum. Like, we're not putting that power to conscious use just yet as a collective, and I think that's like a really a lot of people don't even really believe or understand it you know like you're you're when you're thinking of something like you're saying an ay- ayahuasca then everything that informs ayahuasca is now being is now informing you and you're informing it and in physical space and in time these things are all kind of mingled now and it's i don't understand how to tap into that or how that works or or what the benefits or the detriments might be but it's like it's it's kind of like a step below this everything is connected mentality, where sure. everything everything of the same box or the same idea does lead into itself, and then you can sure. tap into that and play with it and kind of hack it in a weird computer way, and it's it's very yeah. powerful. And, and I think, like like you said, it raises a big question. But I guess what we are getting at is that if enough people believe dandelions were were. Uh, psychedelic or powerful or, or in some way like like needed uh, for health and, and spiritual growth or something like ayahuasca I think it would be that easy I think it, it would be just this collective I don't want to say illusion or, or something but this a collective agreement and then a lot of that a, agreement would inform our experience it's that simple hmm.
2: for sure I, w- I want to I jump back to the eating thing um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the eating um tether that we have to our existence has a lot to do um it, you you hit it right on the point and i don't want to interrupt you uh i want to let you finish what you're saying but you hit it right on the point you talked about how it's our, it's our life it's about what we live but if there is no life if there is no death if there's no death there is no life there is there is just here and now and we're having an experience so that the, the once you lose that, then you can then you can start letting go of food more. You can start looking at food more, what it is and like really a tether and a habit that we have to get we have to get away from, you know, we have to spend more time out in the sun and like
3: mm. beyond
2: nature. Second, I would like to introduce ayahuasca and the San Pedro and the peyote for who they really are. Ayahuasca is the physical representation of the consciousness of the divine feminine. The St. Pedro and peyote is the physical representation of the consciousness and is the doorway and key to the Divine Masculine. So both these, both uh, of both them together are, they, they say that both of them together are the two keys to hold information to all of the existence and all the ether that was ever made. Hmm. So that is, that's where we've been, you know, that's, that's the age that we've been in. We've been in the age of spirituality and religion and now we're we're going into the age of oneness and we're the evolution is the simple definition of the evolutionary shift is you know you hear people talk about internal what does that mean what what are they talking about why why don't they just lay it all out it's internal because you have to it's it's really the 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 landscape is pretty much going to change the same it's going to change over time because the evolution is going to start within each and every one of us cuz we all there's there's four laws that we have to abide by. These are the only four laws that's in creation. These are the cosmic laws. Free will. We all have free will. We all um, <clears throat> anything we do anything we do will be put out to the universe and return and it'll be magnified when it will be returned. We're now allowed to interrupt the, the process or the experience of another being. Um, and the last one is one is all and all is one. So these are the four laws of all existence. All those four laws, they, uh, they, uh, the, the reason I was able to this is kind of personal, but this is the reason I was able to remember those laws because they told me those laws. I was like, okay, give me, give me again, again, four or five times. And they're like, look, here's the easy way. They all, they all wind into each other. If you broke one, you broke, you broke all four so this is an easy way to remember it so those are the only four laws that we have to abide by everything else is what we make it like you know marijuana being illegal if you're in georgia it's illegal for me hmm. it's perfectly legal sitting here in colorado so it's like these you know these things i i abide by those cosmic laws and each and every one of us buy abides by those cosmic laws and you know, I'm not saying that that gives us free reign to go out and speed or, you know, drink and drive or do whatever else. But it would uh, it would affect one of those laws. You know, if you abide by those four laws, that's really the path to uh, evolution and what we're going through. We're all going to witness evolution in this, in this lifetime, whether we like it or not. <laughs> it's going to happen. Like the the timelines already, the collective has already. I've already saw it. The collective has already decided at some point. Um, not right now, but soon, they, they will hit this mass, and um, it's kind of like a tidal wave. That's that's that I saw, and it started, and it's unstoppable to stop now. So the unraveling of the structure of the government and the, hmm. the world—that's what we're seeing. That's the unrest that we're seeing right now. It's them the trying to hold on to it.
0: it definitely feels like there's a momentum happening and it's hard to put your finger on where it's starting where what's in this momentum but it's so many things are coming to like pinnacles and it's it's just that's the that's the general feel i'm we're seeing being manifested before our eyes you know there's so many things that people are pointing at and arguing about and trying to understand and looking at like it's really if you've taken a Outsider perspective, if you looked at it from like an alien perspective it's there's something happening at the at a large scale and it's just it's hard to really see it when you're in it, but for sure you get peaks yeah, in it in certain things
2: there's twenty six there's over twenty six um native prophecies that talk about these times they describe them in detail all of them um, describe what we're seeing right now yeah you know the Bible all, all all spiritual texts like they they all like I said they all speak the same truth that's why I honor every single one of them, you know, that's like, I'm not, but this, we have to honor them as part of our past. Like at some point they have to be part of our past,
3: Hmm.
2: you know, our past of our existence in our lifetimes. We have to, we have to move forward. You know, we can't, you can't just go down, uh, you know, go down the stream and just collect everything that you see. You know, your canoe is going to be full before you know it, you know, Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. continue on down the stream, you have to pick up things, hold them for a while and let them go and then honor those things, you know?
1: Yeah. I guess in a simple way, evolution is just like dodging, uh, like old patterns. You're just like, oh, that came up again, but it's not useful anymore. It's like a school bus. Some
0: some people get off, some people get on and you keep going.
1: The bus is, I like that. The bus bus is moving. (laughs) Yeah.
2: The the second coming of Christ, you know, for the for people that that are into the Bible, it's gonna come in the mirror, you know. There's that's 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 the brain buster that comes about it, you know. People mm-hmm. are, and that's the thing you have to stop. That's the whole lesson of this evo- evolution. You have to stop looking outside yourself and praying to someone else to help you.
3: Like mm-hmm.
2: you're giving your one, you're giving your power to someone else to have them pray for you. Mm-hmm. You can pray just as effectively and more effectively by yourself to yourself like you get it's you know it's like a flow of energy it's the mirror effect you know where and understanding that everything you're seeing is a mirror you know if you choose to do you know my home and our property here where we do ceremonies here in Colorado you know I'm looking at the mountains you know I got five acres and um we live on solar, totally off grid. We have two horses. So we've, and this is not who I was five, six years ago before ceremony, you know. Mm-hmm. I've integrated the ceremony, we've both, both me and my wife have integrated the ceremony into our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, people can go watch a movie, you know, go to an ayahuasca ceremony or go watch a movie and not bring it, you know, not remember that movie when they come out or not remember that ayahuasca ceremony when they come out. But if you go watch a documentary and you apply some of the things that you've learned in that documentary to your life and then your life starts changing in a positive way that's what ayahuasca is about that's what that's what all these ceremonies are about and all these rituals are about hmm. it's about it's about showing you what it, what the truth is and then bringing that truth and applying it to all this illusion of falsehood that we're surrounded by
1: uh, I mean it, it, in in a simple way in a, well, simple. I don't, not not to sound insulting, but in a very direct way, it, uh, a lot of that just leads to this inner looking of like, how am I treating other people? Like when you start getting into the reality of life and, and you kind of let the existential dread set in, the only recourse, the only answer just seems to be like, the least I could do is not be a jackass, you know? And... And the most you could do is, is not that hard either. I mean, well, the most any of us can do is, is hard to imagine, but it is worth chasing, you know? But what you're saying is, is this kind of integration work, with, which we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast. But I personally have watched the movie too many times, you know, like with a lot of my, my uh, plant medicine experiences. And, uh, and uh, hearing Nate talk about his experiences, he sifts through them. You know, he 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 looks them over and he tries to understand what is trying to be shown to him. And he looks at his life and his past and his present and he tries to integrate all this into an improvement mentality or through an improvement mentality. And I find that uh, just lovely and ex- inspiring, and I feel like you're talking about the same thing. There's, there's this like extra step, you know, like that that first fundamental law, like you were saying about free will. Mm-hmm. I think that's just consistently applying to the point where we can even kind of mess with the other laws in, in our in ourselves and in our own lives. Free will is so predominant, and that is very, uh, it's it's like scary and weird, and it's like causing all the turmoil of our existence and the planet. But at the same time, that's the That's the path. That's the... It's our liberation as well. It's our freedom. It's like we... uh, I have friends who are... I don't want to say fundamental Christians, but they do... They are waiting for a literal Jesus to return. And even them, because they're smart and loving people, they still take control of their life. They still see that they want to act like Jesus or something. Even, Even someone who's waiting for the Messiah, you know, is still... Understanding that there's a, the man in the mirror, so to speak, like you're saying, so that gives me a lot of hope that the yep. you can misinterpret all you want, but you're gonna bump ag- up you're gonna bump up against those laws sooner or later.
2: Well, it's 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 always a surprise, mm-hmm. you know. Every <laughs> time it it's been a surprise. I wasn't expecting any of it, you know. Like mm. the buffalo skull, I did I did see, I did know that I was gonna get a buffalo skull. Like I, I saw like a, a vision of that before I got it. And uh on the way to Sundance that year. But um, but for the most part, like all the understandings, all the physical things that's that's come from the spirit or dreams that's manifested in the physical for me that's been like um, caused me to have a lot of trust for my connection and my intuition and it's all of design you know so and there, there is no wrong or right so mm-hmm. as many times as you watch the movie and and you know just it was just a moment in time for you it still did something inside you mm-hmm. you know it's still yeah, yeah. whether you knew it or not it still worked on you the the medicine is way stronger than yes our physical minds could ever could ever think of you know so it has that has no bounding on that the times that we do sift through it that's that's sit through a ceremony or something really hits us or a couple of days later we see something in the physical that we saw in ceremony and make that connection between the two hmm. those all it's all happened in design that happens at the exact moment it's supposed to so my my experience when i had my oneness i i had a moment where i was in deep meditation i i went to this other space like <clears throat> i felt myself rising and kind of went to this spacer I never felt before and I saw this ball of energy sitting in front of me and it started speaking to me like telepathically and it's like do you know who I am and it's like yeah you're like godhead like it was like no question like it was like you're godhead like your source like obviously didn't know you was gonna look like this but this is what you look like all energy like it's like um then he immediately asked me a question. It said, "Do you trust me?" I said, "Of course, of course, I trust you." Like, "Do you trust yourself?" I was like, thought about that one for a few moments. I was like, saw flashes of me dancing at Sundance. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a good person." Like, you know, it's like well, if you trust, if there's full trust between us, you step inside me, we become one. I said, "Okay." Like, I didn't even really think about it. I just stepped inside, and I stepped inside and there was like, I was in this big like white room and there was like nobody there except for this like ball of energy, you know, and I like, I wasn't even there. It was just a ball of energy, like, and I was one with it. You know, I was just in this big white room. I'm like, man, there's nobody here. It's like, it's like there's a waiting room that nobody sets in, you know, and and they're like, yeah, that's, just, and it's like this voice come to me. It's like, this is secret. It's like everybody comes here and it's like everybody leaves and goes back. Everybody waits to come here. Think they want to come back, but then they just leave and go back to another, <laughs> doing another experience. That's really- I was, like, wow. I was like, that's crazy. So um, I said, well, how long can I be here? And they're like, you can be here as long as you want. And nobody else can come here as long as you're here, but you can be here as long as you want. I was like, okay. I was like, sweet. It's like, I miss my wife, but she's going to do all right. I look out for her, you know, like from this side. And I still had all my thoughts of Drew, you know, like it, as as source. I was like, I'm going to go fix everything. I'm going to fix this war in Iraq and fix Afghanistan. And ain't no, ain't no human going to go hungry again in their life. And then I, I started looking into all these different situations. And I was like, I was kind of tapped into all of them at the same time. And <laughs> I saw how, I started seeing how they were all connected, like even like these wars and like someone, someone on, the, on the other side of the planet or out in, out in another galaxy was all connected in these experiences. And if I, ha- if I took away one, it would unravel the whole thing and how it was just all one like big picture. I was like, holy shit, like everything's perfect. Yeah, that's the second secret. That's why everybody leaves. I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> that's why everybody leaves. <laughs> I love that. There's I... Nothing to do
2: here ever. <laughs> just observe. And a source told me that's that's why I was made, and how why we were all were made. Because before that, it was just observation. Like there was no, there was nothing really to do. So that's why. Um, Were made and that's why our existence that's why the creation was started because it gets very lonely up there so it's kind of like splitting themselves off into multiple personality syndrome you know that's Mm kind of what Source has he has an extended case of multiple
1: personality syndrome I, I love uh, I love the thought I love picturing the it's almost like a thought experiment that I've played with I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us because of like a, that Alan Watts speech you know about like what 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 would you do if you were God essentially like what would you do if you were omnipotent? and the answer down the line is like you would just brain yourself eventually, like you would just like 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 in this in in, in a roundabout way, ignorance is bliss because you're literally just a being, being, being. And there's one, there is oneness because there's only one and like in some fundamental like cosmic DNA instinct kind of way, that's not enough Hmm. or that because that's everything. That's all that there is and that's all that's left. There's nothing new to be said. There's nothing new to, to be learned or to be done. Why not create the field of exploration through a kind of manufactured ignorance and I, I just picture, like, this ball of, of source, of light, this representation of the, the one-all splitting in two, and then those two things just staring at each other <laughs> and laughing forever, <laughs> being like, this feels right, you know? and then just splitting and splitting and splitting, and then well, you have this consciousness field That's a great
0: way to put it. <laughs> I love that I, image.
2: Uh, yeah. That's actually part of the creation story. So, really? <laughs> good. The, the three.
0: Just cell divide.
2: You can see it on the side of the book there by the way this is uh my wife uh did the cover nice so i wanted to i wanted to um she's an artist i wanted to balance the book between the message of oneness between the masculine and feminine so the creation story um source split himself uh two ways in in between the masculine and the feminine and that that's what that's how creation started at, at that point but um so that's why um, a lot of people that do C-5s and like Stephen Greer, um, if, if you follow any of those things, C-5s like uh, Contact Initiative of the Fifth Kind, mm-hmm. where you go out and meditate and you pray for a ship to come. And um, the basis behind his logo is is three dots. And um, it's an old Vedic um, teaching, actually. Um, the first three dots of creation are called Mainama. So the first... first um, and it's a tone. So the first tone of creation is called Mai. The first, the second creation of the fir- second tone of creation is Na, and the third is Ma. So my Na Ma is those are the first uh, first three tones of creation. So the first, the first symbol that was created in the, in the whole creation of existence is a triangle. Um, in between the first two tones was a line and then uh, a line connected the third tone and then from the third tone it connected to the first and a triangle. So that's why, um, you know, um, the pyramids are built the way they are. They're a message for us of our existence. Uh, if you, this is getting a little deeper into our physical, our um, energetic makeup, but uh, if you've heard of a Merkaba,
3: mm-hmm.
2: a Merkaba is a, uh, is a conglomeration of um, triangles and pyramids in the energetic field that make up our manifestation. So it's like the grid system for energy to make up our nose and our eyes and our ears and everything in the physical and everything else in the physical, there's Merkabah. There's Merkabahs that are intertwined in between Merkabahs and there's a Merkabah of the universe and all of our Merkabahs are intertwined together to make up that one. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of information, man. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what you guys
1: want to talk about. But. I had, I kind of had the same thought. I was like, I've heard of a Merkaba, but like, I, I was thinking. I guess I was taught to me as this kind of, uh, this is like your, this is like a representation of or an extension of your body in a kind of non-physical way, and and as you were saying, a kind of source that informed the growth of your physical body, and uh, I was also told that reconnecting with this or kind of rebuilding it in a conscious way is important because then you can kind of place your, your, let's say, 3d consciousness in it. Uh, and, and then kind of like fly around the the astral planes and and Mm -hmm. have some fun there. It's kind of like a, a, another body in a sense.
2: In all actuality, all our merkabas are, are perfect. Crystalline all the time. Like they really are our physical. The only thing that's holding any of us back is our mental, Mm
3: -hmm. is our mental self. That's the
2: only thing. Because because all actuality we're we are actually in heaven at the moment like what what the Bible refers to as heaven we're in heaven like if you open your eyes you can see it you know <laughs> there's uh it's it's pretty crazy like just to understand it you know your perception is the only thing holding you back from anything
3: hmm. you
2: know, your your perception when you started when you both started this podcast um not this particular interview, but when you started the podcast itself. Yeah. Your perception at that moment, you were scared, you didn't know if it was gonna work. You didn't know if you're gonna if people are gonna watch, you didn't know people you're gonna get interviews, you didn't know if you're gonna have the equipment, whatever, you didn't know if it was gonna work out. But you've made a decision and now you've manifested something that's spreading uh, a sacred word, you know, every other day. So that this we all we all have this, this another mess, this another thing that people need to understand. I wrote this book and it's this is an important mission for a human being to have to deliver a message from source and be able to translate it into the physical. Each and every one of us have a mission, a mission that's just as important. There is no hierarchy of one mission higher than mm-hmm. the other. We and when you step really step into it, you're and see what you're doing and see the ramifications from it. You know, if you if this podcast reaches one person and they haven't heard the word ayahuasca, the word ayahuasca slides in there and it's it it that's the seed that starts. So we've we've changed the world if only one person listens to this this podcast interview.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. we know we know for sure that more more than one are is gonna do that. So we can we can know that's happening and we can expect that energy coming back from the universe to us, all three of us.
1: I can, expecting it and understanding it kind of helps it along as well. You know, like we're talking about how per- perception kind of has so much weight and power in our experience or maybe all of it. Like I, people used to say that a lot. Like I used to hear people say, oh, if this reaches just one person and it's like somewhere in my perfectionist mindset, uh, <laughs> that's not enough. You know, uh, I wanted it to reach a hundred, a 1, thousand, 10,000, you know, just keep adding a zero. But <laughs> But now that I'm doing it and I'm having fun doing it, I get to kind of appreciate the enjoyment of the process and and then on top of that if i can change even just one person's life that is more than enough because i have reverence and a respect for my own life and the little things that have shaped me and helped me Mm -hmm. if i can be that for someone if i can alleviate it it, one person and even if it's just for a moment or or they can become a conduit for information and and continue the chain that is great work. I'm happy with that. But,
0: but then that chain continues because that one person, whatever they change... It is better than that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, And it's exactly what he was saying. One of the rules is that it's going to come back magnified. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it literally could be that one person you change might just be that person that hits that 100,000 or whatever, add the zero to it.
1: And that's good
2: enough. That's,
0: that's, that's great. It's perfect.
2: That's
1: beautiful.
0: For
2: me. I can feel, I can feel like, um, when someone buys the book, it's, it's sold on Amazon. Hmm. And, um, I can I go in there and check it, you know, every couple of days and I can feel like when someone's bought it. I can I can feel that energy like so okay, someone's reading the, I tell my wife all the time, someone's reading the book right now. I can feel it like cuz I can feel like something clicking in their head, you know, like oh, this ain't real. That ain't real. This is real. But this is real. That ain't real. You know, and I hope it I hope it does that for everybody. You know, I I really everybody that's read it really loves it and it's really really opened up a lot for him. I want to share the back cover and this is my first um, channeling from source. The first channeling I, I had from source and just just come out of nowhere. It said, "I am the source of all creation. You're the creator through the power of manifestation. Step back into your power to facilitate the upcoming evolutionary shift." So that's that's the whole really basis behind the book, you know. What, what all I've been talking about is self-empowerment. And we're all speaking as God, We're there's one consciousness, this is, this is the truth beyond truth. You know, you can believe what you want, but in the end, you're gonna, (laughs) you're gonna understand what I'm talking about, if you haven't already, and speaking to the listeners or whatnot. But, yeah, that's, that's the basis behind it, you know, love is the currency for creation, and just try to love everybody and trust and surrender to the experience you know you got you got to let go of you got to let go of the deities you got to let go and honor them for what they've done for you but understand that the whole time you've been tricking yourself to pray to yourself really
0: but it gets you to that realization for a lot yeah. of people that's that's that pivotal pivotal moment to get to that point, it was all because of all those previous experiences or those attachments to those deities and those stories, and that's part of the process. And that's a big theme I've get, was given after ayahuasca ceremonies is trusting the process, even if it doesn't make any fucking sense. I just know that the outcome is going to be fine, and it's always fine. It sounds so cliche, but it's true. So whatever the fuck's going on, I'm just trusting the process, man. You know, that's the worst that can happen, you die. Yeah, but well, fuck it, I'll <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs>
2: I don't, I don't know. How many, I, I don't know how many times ayahuasca said that to me. Let's say, "What's the worst you're gonna do? You're gonna die." That's it. You know, this is before my near-death experience. Like, yeah, I could probably die. Like,
0: that's yeah, all good. I
2: like, just go on through it. But, <laughs> uh, you know, the. I'm really, at this point in my life, I'm really in gratitude for all the moments and the moments to come, and my relationship with ayahuasca now is uh, more of a. She's a friend and a partner in my work, and mm. she just doesn't have a physical body that I can see all the time. Sometimes she does, you know. Sometimes I see ayahuasca and other people or whatnot. But um, that's—I feel about her the same way as I, if I were to call my parents on the phone or anybody, you know. I just—and that's the way I feel about San Pedro and, you know, these these are all spirits and energies and to to exist we is is not part of the definition that we have to have a physical form and people need to realize that and and realize things might get scary at times in the future yeah. and you know what i don't know if this is gonna come out before the election probably not but if it does um
0: we have to put it up
2: <laughs> we're not we're not gonna um November 4th there's not going to be a winner you know one one side's going to be really mad and we have to come to that realization you know I'm not I'm not um preaching fear or anything I'm just preaching reality mm-hmm. that uh we're split as a nation as a world right now we're splitting even other countries are split on how uh on our election you know and either way there's going to be 50% or or a, a number close to that of of the population, at least, at least the United States is going to be upset, and we're already protesting in multiple cities that are are taking lives every other day. Mm. So, what's going to happen on November fourth, and what's going to happen in January?
1: It's a crescendo for real, huh?
2: I personally believe we're gonna we're gonna have intervention <laughs> of uh, on a galactic on a galactic scale.
0: I would love to I'd love to explain exactly like how you foresee this to come, you know.
2: If mass there's contact event, that's uh, multiple ships coming out of cloak that are surrounding the earth and their vibration alone. Um, will bring peace. will 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 shift us into an uh, age of peace.
1: I freaking hope so, they're, man.
2: <laughs> you're already here and close. That's why uh, the more you tapped in, you get the more vibrations you hear, the more ringing in the ears you hear because they're, they're already here like if if you're talking about a a being or beings that exist in or your future cells billion years from now two billion years from now coming back and viewing what's going on in this process right now they um their vibration is very high um, that's part of evolution your vibration raises that through as you evolve so their vibration is very high. We're already starting to feel that and hear it. Those people people that are tapped into these things. are already feeling it, hearing it, seeing it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Whatever one of your senses is the most active. Um, and that's another thing. You're, as you step into this new world and new existence of understanding, one of your senses is going to be more in tune to the new realms or the the realms that's all, always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, they're going to be tuned up to different ways. So. Like my hearing, um is probably pr- probably one of mine um I'm not real good on the Claire's, but I know I'm Claire consci conscious. I don't know. I, I get I get messages from Claire somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Claire. Uh Claire
1: sentient. Like just the, the, the sudden knowing kind of thing. Like
2: Yeah, I, I guess I like that I one. Don't- I don't like to put names on it because then I start putting it into a box again. Like That's but, fair. That's fair. But I, I, uh, I'd be
1: curious to know, I uh, i don't mean to interrupt, but like, is there a way to kind of uh, sift through the senses and to kind of find which one is like strongest for you? Is this like something that's worth looking into and chasing a little bit? Or is it just going to kind of bonk you on the head one day? It's,
2: just gonna, it's probably already bonked you on the head several times. Just, it, you just didn't... You just ignored it. You didn't get the you message. Know, for, hmm. for for the sake of comfort, you know your your ego self, your physical self, ignored it. Hmm. And, and now, after this podcast, the, a lot of your inter, a lot of your listeners will be having will having these bumps on the head, and then they will recognize them. And that's it's part of the process. Like you you got to see it to believe it. It's actually the opposite. You got to believe it to see it. So you mm-hmm. have to know these things are there. Like a lot, a lot of your listeners has never seen a ship up until this point. After they listen to this podcast, they will start seeing. some of them will start seeing ships. It's bound to happen. Like it's, it's 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 just part of the process, you know. And it's it's part of the process that we're in. To go to sift through it, it's just. You know, lots of times you get a a chill or something like that, or, you know, you. If your hands will tingle, or your palms will itch. You know, this—these are all language that you have to set up for yourself. You know, like really, the palm—the palms mm-hmm. itching. Like, if I didn't know that, like that was part of a folklore from, you know, my parents talked about. Like, oh, your palms itch, you're gonna get money. Like, no, you <laughs> never. That wouldn't be a part of my language. But I know that. I know when there's money coming from somewhere, or. I know that when we're about to get something donated for our healing center or something like that, my palm will start itching, and within a day or two, something will come. So these, uh, just like all these other languages are made up, we have to make up our own language, our own religion to speak to our own spiritual or Hmm. religious or our own church. We have to make our own church, and this is that's the best way I could put it.
1: I love that. I love comparing it to a language because. That's exactly how it feels, you know. Like someone learns a word, suddenly they hear it all day on TV and the radio and stuff. It's like I just learned that word. I've never heard it before. It's like yes, you have, but because you didn't know what it meant, mm. you you your brain just kind of flicked it away and and maybe went like oh yeah, in context it probably means that, and then you moved on. And that happened in a in a millisecond, you know. And For sure. like you were talking about Greer and and like calling, uh, like ships through through meditation or chanting or something, I was looking into this guy and and the app and everything. And then a couple of weeks later, I had an experience with lights because two friends of mine who have never heard of this guy were just doing some kind of yogic, like some Sanskrit chanting and stuff. And then I, then there was these lights in the sky. And one of them looked up and went, oh, cool, the lights are back. Like, it was so normal for her. And and for me, it was like a, a paradigm shift, you know? But But there is this kind of, like you said, believing is is it's seeing it's the it's the other way around. If we rely on what we see to believe, we're always gonna be stuck believing the same things we've already seen. The truth is or it people, doesn't work that way.
2: Someone else's word for
1: it, you know it, exactly. Is, it's like a weird this, form of victimization. This, this, You're just relying on history. Mm-hmm. The, yeah.
2: the one thing that I you know I hope this book induces for people or or, or this interview induces for people or anytime I speak my my intention is not to, hey, listen to me. Like, I want to induce you to have some of the same experiences or different experiences. How however, however it's going to make sense to you, but the perfect way, to get to re to experience the same love I felt when when in in these moments that I've been in ceremony.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, because
2: that's this. You know, both of you both of you felt it before. You just overcome with love and love and understanding and there's just a peacefulness that comes over you and I just want I just want everyone to experience that at least one time because that, that's it's a paradigm shift on its own you know it's just and you know I just that's really my hope for everybody that don't take my word for it you know go out go out there and pray to the stars until you see a ship you know pray you know look at a door until you can move it and and freak yourself out you know I freaked myself out so many damn times it's insane like <laughs> and it's we're magical beings like and really all of us that are incarnated now we've all been healers and really ascended masters in the past and we've come back to experience this moment <laughs> firsthand this the evolutionary shift not of not only of earth but of a whole, human, a whole species of beings hmm. and um, it's been attempted before but this time it's, um, it will be completed and there's a lot of, there's so many different uh, layers of beings and energy that's watching us right now, it's insane so we, we all have all the, all the support is behind each and every one of us to do whatever is in our heart um, to do not in our mind to do with this energy, but what's in our heart. Hmm. If if you go to your heart center and ask for your mission, your mission will be laid out and you can, when when you really start stepping into your mission in this uh, incarnation, you know it, you know, your body or tremble, you know it.
1: Yeah. And it's always what you're ready for. You know, I, I'm, I've been, I've been fighting trying to find some grander purpose and, I mean I think a lot of us if we're if we're kind of feeling nihilistic and depressed and stuff which a lot of us are these days you having a purpose is really helpful for the individual psychology and if I'm honest and feeling at, at what level I'm ready for I it just I just kind of intuited that I need to learn how to take care of myself to be fit for service and then I need to serve mm. I need to just help people because Like we said before, you know, it's, we're just all polishing the brass. There's something kind of beautiful and sad that we're all going to die. And life is a crazy, absurd roller coaster. We may as well like, uh, you know, hold our, hold the hair for the proverbial other while they puke. (laughs) And, uh, and that is is enough. Which
2: is really you, which is really you puking.
1: That's, that's (laughs) that, yeah, that's that source, that love. That's why I have that inclination because of that, that unified consciousness, the understanding that, that the other really is just me. We're trying to destroy ourselves and destroy the other because we know secretly deep down there is no other and it's kind of fucked up and it's kind of awesome, but yeah, it doesn't fine. have to be uh you don't have to be, you don't have to, the, the mind, like you said, versus the heart, you know, like there's things we want, there's ways we view or think our actualization is going to look like. And we, ca- we might have to let go of that because of what is needed in the present, but, but that is a good thing. That is always good. Mm. That's what people don't understand. There's kind of no need to fear that. And I love that.
2: (laughs) The the biggest understanding is you you have to understand that you're surrounded by yourself. Mm. Everything in the manifestation that's surrounding you in some way, form or fashion, you decided for it to be there. Whether it be your partner, whether it be your pet, your animals, your house, you're from the pen that from the pen that you use to to sign checks or whatever not that there's checks anymore i think are there's checks anymore paper checks
0: <laughs> they're getting rare yeah, <laughs> but it's so still it's, around
2: the i bet there is but, <laughs> it's a, but pens uh, are getting rare <laughs> toilet paper too but uh, <laughs> yeah uh, you know it's, it's about balance too and that's mm. that's um one of my friends put the best way uh, that I, they described, would descri- was describing Drew to me. And they're like, your humbleness is your uh, your sense of humor. And like, and I was like, wow, that's, thank you. Like that's, I've had to find balance in this spiritual path. Like this, this carrying this message This is like, I understand what I would have been called, year, you know, in years past, you know, and, or in books past, I, I, And then part of me doesn't understand what I would be called then because I'm something totally different than that. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not someone to be really remembered as Drew. You know, I I don't, I don't, I don't, my, my name is not to be remembered. It's just this message. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all, as I say, in all the ceremonies, all the gratitude goes, goes to the, the medicine and the spirit and, um, earth and whatnot i don't want any of the gratitude and i really don't want gratitude for the book i just want people to read it (laughs) because you know it's like having uh a part of your body that's you know you sat on your leg cross leg for too long and it's asleep and you're just shaking it to wake it up you know and i can't move forward if you know half half my body is still asleep you know so Mm. and we share this we share this body so all of us have to wake up every single cell of this this body that makes up source has to wake up.
1: And thank God is waking up. <laughs> it's 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 like, it's happening. Uh, we all see yeah. it. We all feel it. That That's what I say.
0: It's hard to put your finger on it, God, but it's just going on. God. Thank God
3: it's waking mm.
0: up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, look, we got to wrap this up. Uh, yeah, this was beautiful, man. And, uh, you know, It brings a lot of optimism and a lot of uh, healthy reminders for for the times we're in, you know, and this could be one of those senses that Sammy was looking for, for the little bunk, (laughs) because this is for for all of us, because this is um, a reoccurring theme that's been coming up in our podcast the past few, and in my life and in who I'm talking to, it's been similar conversations over and over again, and it's just reminders for me at least that, hey, there's something going on, there is a shift and just trust the process, even though sometimes that can be so complex. You know, you just the theme is the same. the The rule is the same. Just trust what's going on. And I'm yeah. I'm happy that you're bringing this all up.
2: Can I? Uh, you mind if I close it with a little prayer? Absolutely. Please. Uh, absolutely, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I do, you can um, check me out on Facebook, Drew Banky. Uh, last name B-A-N-K-U-Y. You can. PM me and, um, send me a message on there and uh, contact me. I have books. Um, I sell uh, autograph books, $20 is the cost and $5 for shipping. So $25 or send you an autograph copy and I pray over each one of the books. Hmm. Um, not that it counts anything because we all have the same power, but it's, um, it's a message that I would like to spread. So if anyone's interested in that way, if you don't want to, um, support Bezos with uh, Amazon or you can go, if you, if you're on the other side of the fence and want, and want to support uh, Amazon, you can buy it that way, too. And mm-hmm. it's also um, in ebook format, and I'm working on the audio book format. Nice. And I'm working on book two uh, soon, which will be called uh, Alchemy, the First Medicine. Nice. And it will be, it'll be going more into alchemy and explaining how to use it more in detail of, and how to really uh, use it to manifest your life, Sweet. Uh, how you, exactly you want it to manifest. So my prayer is for the collective and all of creation, everyone that's listening and everyone that might not be listening, to uh, trust and surrender in the days and years and months ahead, uh, surrender to their life and surrender to love and surrender to the understanding of the one consciousness and know that I pray that everyone can, uh, can see themselves in their surroundings when they're interacting with their surroundings and people in their lives and understand they're looking at a part of themselves that will help them react better in that way. And lastly, I hope that uh, anybody that um, listened to this, I hope that they um, there was a word or a phrase or something I spoke about that maybe opened a new door for them so they can have a deeper understanding of this love that the universe is a oh.
1: Beautiful. I mean, I'm in Om. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. I felt that. Thank you, brother.
2: Yeah. Pleasure, Chronicles man. of myself. I appreciate it. And um, when I get the second book going, we're gonna do it again. Of
0: course. Anytime. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anytime. We so mean God. that, man. would love yeah. to talk to you again. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. Peace, brother.
2: Much love and blessings, everybody.
3: Thank you. Yes.